This is episode number 66, Becoming Filipino with Peter Wallace. Mabuhay and welcome to the Best of You podcast, a show designed to help business leaders, entrepreneurs and freelancers grow their business, impact the nation and become the best of you. Thank you so much for making time to listen to our show today. Now let the inspiration begin. Hey guys, and welcome to today's special guest interview. And I am honored and delighted that I got an opportunity to sit down with a man that I greatly respect, a man that's been here for over 40 years, and that is Mr. Peter Wallace. So Peter is the chair of the Wallace Business Forum, which has acted as an advisory to over 130 multinationals and aid agencies from around the world, helping them navigate and do business in the Philippines. So he's had a lot of engagement with government leaders, um, from heads of department to all the way up to the president. So he is well known in many, many circles here in the Philippines. And of course, grabbed headlines last year, 2015, with making the decision to becoming a Filipino citizen. So we're gonna deep dive into this interview. There is a lot of wisdom that Peter offers. He is controversial. He's got his share of critics, um, but I truly believe his heart is in the right place, and that is a better Philippines for all. I cannot question that, and, and I'm sure that you, the the listener, will get so much value from this very inspiring interview from the one, the only, Peter Wallace. Okay, that's enough from me. Now check out this interview. <clears throat> so, Peter Wallace, mm-hmm. an honor. I am very grateful that. You're making time in your afternoon to accompany myself today mm-hmm. and to share some wisdom with our listeners. So thank you so much, Peter. Much welcome. So Peter, there's lots of questions I wanted to ask you, and I actually had to go through them and cut the questions because otherwise it would be a very, very long interview. But I think one of the first questions that, that I would like to ask, and maybe a lot of my listeners are asking, is your decision to become a Filipino citizen. Mm. Now, I know you've, I've read your article on this. I have some insights, but for listeners who have not read that article, mm. um, could you please explain that decision? You know, it's a, it's a funny one because you know, some, some Filipinos have actually said, you know, why on earth would you want to be a Filipino? <laughs> <laughs> I want to be an American or whatever, you know. Yeah. Um, well, I, I grew up in Australia. Uh, I was Australian. Uh, my early life was there, of course. In fact, I, I grew up, I became an engineer, and I, I didn't know the rest of the world existed. I thought Australia was the only place. Um, and then I got a job that took me into Asia, uh, a regional manager, <coughs> and I traveled for about six or seven years around Asia, uh, developing business. And eventually we decided back in the mid-70s that this was the best place to put a factory. And I came okay. came here to build a factory. Um after a few years of working for multinationals, um, I found that we wanted to stay here. And so I started my own business in 1982. Well, you see, it, I've been here 40 years, and that's wow. more more than 70% of the Filipinos. So most of your listeners, I've been here longer than them. <laughs> right? 
Um, so in some ways, I'm more Filipino than them. And uh, in fact, I get that comment quite often, Peter, you're more Filipino than most Filipinos. Um, I, I fell in love with the Philippines. It's a lovely country. I've, I've, I've traveled much of this country, far more than most people, I think, because I've had businesses all over the country. So I've been everywhere from Loag down to Cotabato, uh, Davao. I had a factory in Davao at one point. Um, <clears throat> and uh, I've got to know a lot of the people, uh, a lot of the areas, uh, beautiful places, of course. Mm. Uh, but it's the people, you know, the, the niceness of the people, the friendliness of the people, the charm of the people. And I must say, and this bothers me a lot, um, the ability to speak English with the people has been a a lovely thing yes. that's that's helped a lot and I'm very sad to see um, the government this and the previous one more and more let English slide and this is a, this is a great local dialects but well, they're not really dialects they're different languages it's it's good to have those it's good to keep keep uh, in touch with the history of a, of a nation but we're in a modern world today and I said I accept that the better off we'll be and as someone said at a conference as I said recently <clears throat> an international expert from overseas that one of the great advantages of the Philippines was the, the ability to speak English because the world's language is English Yes. Right? and in today's modern world and particularly with the young listeners that will be listening to this they're all on iPads they're all on laptops yeah. right? Uh, and more and more smartphones right? and all of that language is English all all the jobs today are in English. The o OFWs, not one of them is over there because they speak Tagalog. Right? Yes. They're all there because they speak English. Yeah. Um, so we have to bring that back to a major thing. But it's it's one of the things that did make it easier for me to, to stay and, and learn and, and love here. Um, and then some time back. So Peter, as I walked in here, um, if anyone ever gets the pleasure to walk into Peter's offices here in McCaddy, on the walls, many, many pictures of very famous Filipino politicians and business leaders, mm -hmm. um, past and present. Some yep. are deceased, some are still with us. And I'm very curious, that you're, and I'll allow you to avoid this question, but very curious on your answer to this question, but of all the Filipinos you've met in your time here, and you can choose who you want to focus on, but who has left the biggest impression on you? On the political side, two people. Monching Mitra, who was the Speaker of the House during Corey's time and ran for the presidency when she stepped down. He was a wonderful gentleman. Um, misunderstood, he was seen as a trapo, traditional politician, but he wasn't. He was a genuine uh, nationalist who really cared for the country. Um, and did a good, honest job. The other was his um, competitor for that election, uh, Fidel Ramos, Eddie Ramos. Mm. Uh, I was, and I worked with Ramos. I worked with both of them. I was very impressed with Ram with Ramos when he came in. Um, he was a man who got things done. Yes. Who, who, did have the attention to detail, but who passed it on to others to handle. And that's what good leadership's all about, right? Yeah. The worst thing you can do, and this is something Gloria tended to do too much of, 
was get too involved in the detail. Mm. A good leader doesn't, right? He expects, he appoints quality staff, competent staff, and expects them to handle the detail whilst he puts together the overall picture, the overall goals, the overall aims and everything else, and then ensures that those are achieved. <coughs> and Ramos probably affected more positive change for the country than any leader since, mm. um, uh, during since. Um, <coughs> Much of much of what we have today was started by him. Yeah. Right. The the cellular phones we all all use today, he deregulated the telephone industry, took away the monopoly of PLDT and opened it up to competition, mm. and today we all have working cell phones. Yeah. Right. And just about everything else did similar things. Um, so those are probably the two people that were most have impacted on me. Yes. Yeah. Wonderful. Mm. Can we talk about criticism, Peter? Mm. Even when I shared your name around mm. um, to people, people lit up and people frowned <laughs> yep, yep. with the name of Peter Wallace. Mm. And I've, I'm not not just business professionals, but also obviously politicians, right. including this uh, senator that's tried to block your citizenship. Yep. But rather than going to names of the people, I'd like to ask two questions. Number one, how do you deal with and first of all Peter you have lots of fans there's obviously there's a reason why you're you're probably regarded as the number one thought leader in the business world in that to help businesses guide through the Filipino environment mm -hmm. so you do have a lot of fans but how do you deal with those voices let's say those that small percentage in the room that are vocally critical of you and first of all how would you how do you deal with this number one what advice would you give to listeners that perhaps are trying to create something new, trying to speak up, but they're getting shouted down? Um, hmm. Do you want to talk about so yeah, your yeah. own experience yeah, before yeah. Well, giving well, others? Well, firstly, if I didn't have any critics, if I didn't have people who disagreed with me, if I didn't have people who didn't like what I did, I'd have failed. Because that means I didn't have the guts to stand up for things as strongly as I do. Right? It would mean that I was just trying to please everybody. And that's the worst thing you can tr you can do in life, try to please everybody. I have I have strong beliefs in things. I have uh, good experience in things. I have aims and goals that I want to achieve, and I'm going to achieve them, whether people like me or don't like me. That doesn't matter. I love it. Um, I find that the people who support me, who like what I write, are the people who know me. You know. I look at who is favorable, who is critical, mm. and that's a critical thing. If it's somebody that I highly respect and is criticizing me, then I'm hurt. Yeah. Then I have to wonder, am I doing the right thing or the wrong thing? But what I find is that almost invariably, even the people I've criticized have accepted it because they know I'm doing it for the right reason, which is to get a better uh, country get a better economy, get a yeah. better society. Yeah. I, don't have, I don't have any hidden agendas. I don't have any personal ambitions for these things. They're not done to make me in a better position or whatever. They're done to make the country better. Yeah. So <clears throat> this, is a, this is recognized and understood. From time to time, and I, I, in fact, I had an email this morning. I got a, an email from someone who criticized one of my columns, went to some length to do so, I took the time to answer him. Oh. 
I didn't have to, right? Uh, if I started to answer everybody who has a comment <laughs> on my, my columns, I would have no time to do anything at all. Um, but this particular person had uh, written a fairly lengthy and thoughtful rebuttal, but I think he had misunderstood some things, and so I corrected him. Mm. I went back in a nice way. I mean, it wasn't anything nasty or anything, but he had misunderstood what I'd said, so I corrected it. Now, whether he accepts that and thinks I'm okay now or not, I don't know. Um, but it's somebody I don't know. Okay. Yeah. So what about those that are our listeners that are currently going through some very vocal... And this criticism could come from their own family members. Mm. What advice would you give to them to overcome this? What do you mean? Uh, to kind of c carry on, because a lot of people, once they hear those voices... Um, they surrender, they give up, they give up being bold, they give up being courageous, they give up, they conform. Well, that's right. sad. You know, I, th I think there's much more to life than just going through life. Um, we, all we all love our families. Um, our family is, and our friends are an important part of our lives, they're an essential part of our lives, and they're the high point of our lives. But if we don't have something some goal, some achievement that we want to do, something that we don't want, that we want to do outside of ourselves, so that at the end of our lives, when we look back and say, "I've made a difference," mm. it may be a very small difference, doesn't matter, but I've made a difference. Right? If we can't do that, what the hell are we here for? Yeah. Right? <coughs> if you give up just because somebody objects to it, even if it's a friend, then you didn't have a real belief in it. Right, and that's a sad thing. Mm -hmm. uh, y y if you you have a belief, it may be just to, to start a hamburger shop or something. I don't know, whatever it is. But you've got a belief that you want to do it, and you're going to do it. Then you must, and you mustn't stop, and you mustn't let people stop you, mm -hmm. right? unless there's very sound reasons, and they can give you the sound reasons as to why not. Mm -hmm. Because you know. Peter, it just isn't viable. It isn't going to work, and here's why, and here's why. Okay, then I'll do something else that is. Mm. But you've got to do something, and you've got to make sure you do it. Mm. Yeah? So that's excellent. I love that answer. Mm. A, a question I, I ask a guest is, and this ties in beautifully, and I wonder if this is your answer, about a life quote or verse or that you live by that potentially could be put on your tombstone. Uh, what would that be? I know you told a beautiful story about us. I love that. I want to repeat that again. I did uh, did not come here to stop. I came here to go. Hmm. I think that would be on my tombstone. <laughs> I'm, I'm plagiarizing, but I can't think of a better one. Can you? Uh, I, that's unique. I have, I've not moved the movie, so that's the first time. It reminds me that, um, was it the 1968 Olympics, about the guy from Tanzania hmm. who, uh, even though the mar who competed in the marathon, the runners all f finished and he was the last one to complete the marathon but he got injured on mile 17 and he kept on going yes 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 um, and he came last and he got he, he got a standing ovation standing from ovation <laughs> because they and uh, Stephen John Stephen Aquari I think it was his name and when he was interviewed afterwards he had this beautiful quote which I think fits perfectly into what you were saying I think he said my country did not send me 10,000 miles to start the race. You sent me 10,000 miles to finish the race. Yes, that's it. Mm. That's what life is, right? 
you don't give up. Mm. Just because you have something difficult, just because it doesn't quite work. Mm. Okay? What's the point otherwise? Yeah. Yeah. Could I ask a question about an You know another thing. Go ahead, please. Um when you get older people retire and they sort of sit around and more or less do nothing. Why? I'm old. I get up at four in the morning and I work. Every day of my life I work. I can't remember a day when I haven't spent a few hours working. Mm. Right? I, I can't, I, I haven't had a day where I just sit on the beach and do nothing. Can't even imagine doing that. <laughs> so that those people who retire and do that, you, you, what, what do you... Well, you get sad. Sad, yeah. Yeah. They're sort of given up on life. Um, I mean, I'm all for a change. Yeah, um, I wouldn't mind having a change, but I'm happy with what I do actually. But you know, a lot of people, particularly those who are employed as employees, right? They reach the age of retirement, and they more or less have to retire. Well, the thing to do then is not to then go out and vegetate. It's to start something else. Mm. Do something else. Maybe it's just building a beautiful garden. That's okay. Build a beautiful garden. Um, but it's got to be something that you have a passion for and by the time you finished it 10 years later it's better than when you started whatever it might be yeah so never end never cease from contributing no to making the world better right mm. yeah Peter you talked about 4am and that might shock a lot of listeners in terms of your daily routine but is there a daily th thing that you do that helps you become more effective, more productive, that our listeners would benefit from? Not really. Um, my, my mind is sharpest in the morning, which is why I get up early. Um, I'm not much good at night. I like to just relax at night. <clears throat> but after a night's sleep, I come down to my office, put on a cup of coffee, and I think during the night I've probably thought of a few things in my sleep um, things that were sort of mulling around in my mind at the end of the day and they're fresh in my mind in the morning and I can put down those thoughts and build something into them and that, that's what I do um, and then I come into work and I uh, meet with people uh, as you usually do do some of the regular administrative type things and so on <coughs> um, but much of, much of my, my life today um, much of my business side of it is, is delegated to, to the very good staff that I've got so I don't have to worry about all the detail mm. uh, and that's good uh, I don't like having to do that um, I can concentrate more on the the issues, the areas to, to improve uh, providing the services to our clients that we think they should have yes. and doing it better than other people mm. yeah. I I'd like to think, I don't want to boast about it, but I'd like to think that we probably have the best independent information sources in the country. Hmm. I think a lot of people out there would be agreeing with you hmm. in terms of what you're following yeah. over the last few years. Mm -hmm. So, Peter, we're, I guess, the, towards the end of the interview, and I've got about three questions mm -hmm. left for you, so I really do appreciate, you, once again, you making time on your busy schedule. Hmm. Let me hit you with this question. Yeah. What is the best change Peter Wallace has ever made in his life? 
get, moving away from being in research lab in electrical uh, big uh, electronics company into the sales and marketing arena of business was the major change that occurred in my life that switched me from being an engineer in a back room probably for the rest of my life to where I am today so that would be the biggest thing mm. and at the time how did it feel when you made that change into unknown waters um, you know it's funny you go through these changes at the time you don't really notice them um, it doesn't seem like you're making a change you're just going through life and so there's no sort of sudden wow here I am and doing something else somewhere else you know but I found I liked it uh, and I fitted in well to it um, <clears throat> and particularly as I was in an area of rather restricted sales marketing because it was specialized products and equipment and so on so you're only dealing with a few people you're not out there in the wide marketplace where I wouldn't be so successful um, and I found that uh, I learned a lot that I was meeting people that were interesting and I could learn from and develop with mm. and that was good mm. Mm. wonderful mm. so time machine mm. you go back to a young 20 year old Peter mm. Mm. You get to have a coffee with him, a beer with him, mm. however you want to spend. But it's mm. only a short period of time. Mm. What advice would you give your 20-year-old self? Um, apart from what I've already talked about, which is you, you need to have a passion. You've, you've, got, you've got, got some skills, right? You're good at something. I'm a great, great believer in what I call niche marketing in doing something that you're better at than others that you've got a skill at don't try to do many different things and don't try to copy other people and don't try to do something just because everyone else is or because your parents want you to or because it seems like the way to make most money that's not the way to live um, I don't think making money is a terribly important thing to do I think it's far more important to achieve your goals in life to achieve what you would like to do to be happy in life to have a good life not to be rich in life <clears throat> um, so <clears throat> what is this what is it that you're good at work on doing that mm. uh, and put everything into it heart and soul mm, heart and soul absolutely so my last question Peter and but mm. before I ask the question I want to acknowledge you mm. Um, I've been following you for probably a year and a half. Okay. Not in a kind of physical stalking way, but right. more of a digital yep. way. And I really sincerely do appreciate the contribution um, in my short time in the Philippines that you've made to this country in terms of provoking provoking a conversation yep. on the different topics that you've selected, um, impacting business, but also, as you've sh highlighted here, actually very personal decisions that people must make to choose excellence. Uh, because I, I, like you, I believe in that excellence is a choice. Yeah, you and can get away without it, but yeah. that's sad. Yeah, yeah. So as we as we close, I'd like you to you give your final wisdom mm. on the vision you have for this country, its people, both here and spread all over the world. What is your vision for the Filipino? That the. <coughs>
the, 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 the genuine and it's often used but it's, it's almost cliched but it's not the genuine friendliness the genuine compassion the genuine uh, empathy of Filipinos to people is one of the, the great characteristics that should be developed more than anything else um, <clears throat> I think that we're fortunate that we're moving into an IT age where the service sector is becoming the dominant sector mm. and that's where the Filipinos have an advantage right? put them on a factory floor they're not so good put them in a computer room they're excellent yeah. put them in a restaurant put them in a hotel put them in a resort nobody can beat them the service side of society which is growing rapidly today is an area where the Filipino can be a major leader yeah, yeah. so in terms of the growth of this economy mm. y you think it should be more and more focused the Filipinos should be more enhancing their service services side. yep yep excellent yeah everybody can make any everybody can <coughs> um, put up a manufacturing plant not everybody can provide services mm. uh, you, you see it some countries today you go into a restaurant for example and the waiters and waitresses couldn't care less about you right mm. what do you want uh, <laughs> yeah well here you are slam it down you know here you go into a, a restaurant and you immediately feel welcome comfortable yeah there's a friendliness there and a willingness and wanting to serve mm. to provide you the services it's very hard to find elsewhere today yeah. right? it's just not there at the same level and maybe a bonus question here Peter and it's something I'm passionate about but I think you've got more insight on this the phrase first world Philippines number one is it possible in your opinion and number two when do you think we will see it well it, it depends how you define first world right? and I think that's shifting greatly in today's modern world First world has always been um, where where people are more or less equal and and wealthy, um, and all the services and systems work. Um, that's not necessarily what the first world will be into the future. Um, I, I do think that to get to first world, though, that the most important thing to do, which the Philippines is still far from, is that you don't have more than a very small percentage in poverty that there's a much greater equality of life than we see today. Yes. And I don't think that's there, and I think that's still a long way away. Mm. <coughs> but I think that, that that is a major part of what has to be achieved. I think that what can accelerate it somewhat is the new world we have today, which is a totally globalized world, <coughs> means that the Filipino uh, nation, the Filipino people, are becoming much more integrated into the world um, and that's going to accelerate it and I think as I mentioned the fact that uh, the services side of the world is the one that's growing fastest and it's one of the world's one of the areas where the Filipinos can excel is going to bring the Filipinos more quickly into a higher level not necessarily the first world um, I can't tell you a time frame on this it's everything's happening so quickly today goodness knows but um, we're not there yet by a long way um, and, 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 and sadly 
and I've mentioned this in a column tomorrow, I think, um, we, we still have more or less the same numbers of people who are in poverty or without jobs. Um, we're still a very poor country, and it's going to take quite some time to get out of that. Mm. Um, a lot of almost revolutionary change has to happen to accelerate that. They don't. S that may happen in the next with the next leadership. Mm. Um, I'm not. I think we've got to wait and see on that one. Okay. Mm. And that's an exciting wait and see for all of us. Yes. Hopefully, <laughs> it, it sure is. <laughs> and nervous, but exciting. Yep, that's true. Peter Wallace, right. sincere thank you from all the team at Best View. I really do appreciate you making not time at all. for us today. Mike, enjoyed it. God bless you. Thank you. Thank you. Hey guys, and that concludes our interview with Peter Wallace. So fantastic. I took a lot of value from sitting down with Peter. As I said at the beginning of this interview, he has 40 years of experience working in this country, more so than a lot of expatriates and more so than 70% of Filipinos. He's been here a while. He cares for this country, and I am very grateful to him for sharing some bite-sized wisdom with us. So I encourage you to please, please share this. If this was of value to you, please go on whether Facebook, Instagram, or Twitter. Share this interview with others. I always tell my class, sharing is caring. And if you don't share something you value, you are selfish. So I know listeners of the Best To You podcast are not selfish. So please, please share this. Go on our website for the show notes. That's bestview.ph forward slash podcast. Reach out to me personally for anything that you thought that you uh, any way of, I can be of service don't hesitate Mike at bestofyou.ph that's Mike at bestofyou.ph and of course last we would love for you to leave a review of this podcast on iTunes Stitcher Podcast Addict etc etc um, we want to get this word out we want to get this podcast um, to more people um, more Filipinos in the Philippines and our OFWs around the world so I really do appreciate you making the time to write a review. Okay, guys, until next time, God bless. Thank you. Thank you again. Bye-bye.